Hey, what's going on, my friends? Welcome to another episode of the Awaken Life Podcast. You know me, my name is Victor, and I'm here with my beautiful wife, Patty. Hello. And today we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to share with you our personal workout routines, which Patty and I's routines are a little bit different, and also our diet. Now, we're not doing this just because we want to just talk about ourselves the whole time, but because our workout routines and diets have changed quite a bit and evolved and, and become a lot more dialed in post spiritual awakening. You know, Patty and I both kind of ate a certain way. I, at the time, trained a certain way. And then my I had this Kundalini awakening and I became really sensitive and deal with a lot of the things that a lot of you are probably presently dealing with. And it caused me to have to train, change the way I work out. And it's evolved to a, a point where the way I train and the way I eat gives me a lot of energy, where in the past that was, you know, for babe, for many years, that was a huge, huge struggle of mine. I just, I was always so exhausted. Yeah. You know, and I, yeah. and I kept trying to, I kind of oscillated be, between doing what I used to do that mm -hmm. once worked for me and doing nothing and neither approach worked. So yeah. I really had to do a ton of experimentation. You know, I've, I've done, I've done every type of workout modality you can possibly imagine. Again, <laughs> I remind you, I was a personal trainer for 10 years um, and it was actually kind of fun for me. But now I'm at a point where it's like, I got it dialed in finally, where I have a lot of energy. I'm fit. I look the way I want to look. I'm nice and lean. I'm strong. And I, I don't have to, you know, I, I can easily recover from my workouts. I, I'm not spending all day in the gym. Um, and I believe the way I now train especially will be very, very helpful to a lot of you, people who are going through a spiritual awakening, people who are sensitive, empathic people that struggle with their energy, especially. I believe some of the things, you know, you'll find maybe certain things Patty or I say resonate with you. And then that'll be kind of your way of saying your own intuition saying, yes, well, maybe I'll apply that. But I believe there'll be a lot of value in this podcast, mm -hmm. again, other than just us deciding to talk about our own workout routines. Okay, we'll also talk about our diet as well, because that's kind of been all over the place. <laughs> Not all over the place, but it's gone through many different uh, evolutions, you could say, since we've gone through a spiritual awakening. So so for me, I'll, I'll start with myself. That, okay. That's cool. So prior to uh, a, a, uh, my Kundalini awakening, when when did that happen? I was probably in my like 20, it was right before we got it was married. In 2000, uh, it was in 2000, the beginning, very beginning of like 2009. 2009. I know because I was pregnant <laughs> with mine. Okay, yeah. So mm -hmm. about 2009, I had this straight up out of the freaking blue Kundalini awakening. Mm -hmm. You know, prior to that, I was do I was I was I, I kind of like started waking up a little bit. You could say where I started becoming aware of what the third eye was, and I bought this book and was doing all these these third eye meditations. <laughs> I was taking quite a bit of psychedelic mushrooms. I used to grow them at the time. And I would just listen to music, take these mushrooms and meditate and try to explore my consciousness. Well, one night I had this really uh, out of this world type of awakening experience where I had a spontaneous and intense Kundalini awakening. I'm not going to get into the details of that. It's a long story in itself. But <laughs> anyways, the, the aftermath of that was everything changed in me. I started having all these uh, emotions coming up. I found myself extremely sensitive to, to energy and people, very empathic. I had past life memories bubbling up in my consciousness and in my dreams. Not to mention I had all this powerful, what felt like at the time, way too powerful energy coursing through my body. And it was just, it just burnt me out. It made me completely discombobulated and disoriented and exhausted, exhausted. And uh, anyways, needless to say, um, at that point, I, I was like, I, I, I couldn't really work out because I was just, I was finding that my workouts 
right after that, I, I, I wasn't able to recover from. I got the sense that my body is already going through such a tremendous amount of, um, uh, I don't want to say stress, but uh, it's already just going through a lot, basically. Yeah, there's a lot of energy being coursed through your body, which, you know, puts um, strain yeah. on your energy. A lot of strain yeah. is a better word. Yeah, a lot of strain. It was almost like I was already working out, even though I wasn't working out, mm -hmm. you know? And then so a traditional workout on top of that, was it just proved to be too much. And it just made me, made me worse, made my symptoms worse. And then for a while after that, um, I just sort of stopped working out, thinking I, my, I need to like rest, I need to get my bearings about me. And this lasted a few years until Florida, um, where it was like at its peak. We, me and Patty moved to Florida for a little while there. And that was when I was like doing like the raw vegan thing. I wasn't training. And I was just like 30, over 30 pounds lighter than you see me and just uh, like a physical mess. Yeah, it was crazy when um, his family came to visit us in Florida. And when they saw Victor, they were like terrified <laughs> because he was just so skinny for himself. Yeah. yeah. I saw one of my clients and they said, Vic, what the hell happened? You look like you're about to blow away. That was his exact word. He said it very unapologetically. And I was right. It's like, I, I didn't know what to do with myself. So anyway, after that point, it got, to a, it got to a point where I knew that I needed to like make a change and figure something out to get some energy back. Because at that time, I was like, at that time, fast forward, I was like 23, 24. We were living in Florida. I don't know how old I was. Like really. 25, I 25 think. 25 maybe. Yeah, we were living in Florida. I wasn't working at the time. We had one kid. And we lived by the beach and we, we kind of like took this little like life vacation to work mm -hmm. on ourselves. But I, I was never able to enjoy it because I was always so tired. Like you yeah. and Maya would go to the beach all the time. I know. I'd be like, I'm going to go to the beach. You want to come? And you'd be like, I'm too tired. So yeah. I'd go and I, I made a friend when we were um, down there and I'd go to the beach with her or I'd take Maya, just me and her. Or we'd go f down there. Right. And, yeah. And it was so frustrating because like I would want to go to the beach. The beach yeah. it was like It was like, like a... 20th of a mile away it was like a five minute it was walk like, a, like um and i was like oh, i can't make that walk. yeah yeah it was like maybe a quarter mile if that yeah but anyway so long story short i eventually started doing a lot of experimentation at, at, at one point i bought the p90x videos and mm -hmm. those kind of helped a little bit mm -hmm. <laughs> um but anyway so i would say in a, in a moment we'll get into like precisely what it is i do but i want to kind of give you a little bit of a background um, and, and just to sort of highlight that it's very common for traditional or conventional, uh, you know, workout and diet wisdom to work for most people, but empathic people do have a unique makeup where their central nervous system, it seems to be always running, always on overdrive because you're always processing all the input from your life. Mm -hmm. You can be sitting there at work, sort of doing your best to manage yourself around all the different energies and all the different people and all the different moods. And even though you're just sitting there, your body's like, it's like freaking working on overdrive. So the key for an empathic person is to find a way to strengthen your central nervous system without burning it out further. And I'll get into that in a little bit about like the way I train specifically that, that accomplishes that. Um, but I would say for both of us, now we can move on to where you can probably chime in a little bit, babe, because Patty never really had that experience. No, I didn't have the fatigue. So I was always able to kind of just do my workouts as I see fit, you know, so I was, you know, I've always switched it up and changed it up a lot, but um, I didn't really have that same sort of where I had to like stop working out. Right, like, like a sudden awakening <laughs> with yeah. all that. Yeah, it was more gradual. <clears throat> Excuse me, yeah. So what I wrote down here for us is that both of us 
have what we call or I call seasons in our workout routine where it's not a static thing. It's always kind of evolving and really does rely a lot upon just going with the flow of our life and also our own intuition. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times our intuition will find itself or not. (laughs) We will find ourselves excited about a particular workout routine and then we'll go for it and that'll work for a while but we're very quick to to change it up as needed Mm -hmm. right yeah like right now i'm in a point where i've been training a lot more than usual i took kind of a break over december because i had so much uh i had a lot going on with like inner work we went to rhythmia you know that took me i wasn't i didn't work out for a whole week there and then we had uh i tony robbins where we actually trained a little bit believe it or not me and aaron um, but anyway, I had like a month and a half where I was like way off my game and kind of got out of shape and lost some weight and just wasn't like in shape. But I felt like I had so many things going on. It wasn't the time to, to train hard. Yeah. But, but now that we're, I'm, I'm finally settled into a routine and a rhythm with the new year, I've been going to the gym a lot more often and it feels right. It feels natural. In fact, my friend Aaron and I are about to hire a, a, a Vince, another personal trainer at Lifetime oh, and work nice. with him once a week. So oh, it's time to get it, get it on. Um, yeah. But you, you're doing the opposite, right? What do you, yeah. What's going on with your routine? So um, before I was like the kind of person that um, I would never miss a workout. I would even, if I couldn't get to the gym, I would do even just a 10 minute workout like at home just to do something physical. So I do something every single day. Um, and um, in September, um, we had a retreat, and then I went to a retreat, and then in October, I had my women's retreat, and we were doing a lot of traveling. So basically, since September, I haven't really been in any sort of a um, routine, but it's really been good because I've, I've always been someone who's tended to be very rigid with my workouts, and like um, if I didn't work out in the day, it would feel like I would feel stressed out about it. Like, Oh, I, I didn't work out. And, um, so it's actually been really beautiful for me to, uh, to not work out as much. In fact, we, the whole family got sick and I never, ever get sick, but I got sick too. And I'm still coughing from that sickness like weeks ago. And, um, and during that time, I didn't work out for an entire week, and I haven't gone that long from not working out in, well, since I had the kids, I guess, you know. Right. Like, but there's a but reason for, for no it, reason. right? Yeah. You, feel, you can sense, like a spiritual yeah. growth reason, Exactly, right? yeah. Like I said, it's, it's making me not so rigid, and I feel like I can um, say, you know, I'm going to, I'll just work out tomorrow, mm. it's fine, you know. Um, so it's, it's been, um, a good, it's been freeing, honestly, really yeah. is what it's been because, um, being too rigid with workout routine is not good. Yeah. You know? Especially for someone like me who tends to be wound a little bit tight most of the time. Yeah. It's like by not working out, you're, you're doing like mental health training in a way mm-hmm. and learning to have a new relationship with your body. Yeah. But I've that's been, just a season and that'll probably change, you know? Yeah. And I've been getting back into the gym and I think, um, I think that, uh, one of the things is that's really been helpful is that I'm listening to my body yeah. and I'm honoring what it's telling me. Whereas before, no matter what, I would still work out. Even if right. I was sore, even if I was tired, I would still just push through and, and get do a workout no matter what. Yeah, yeah. 
So anyway, well, let's move on. Are you ready to yeah. move on? Mm -hmm. So let's, let's kind of like tell them what we're doing now. Or like maybe you can tell them what you were doing previously. So what I have now is kind of an eclectic routine. And I'll tell you what I do and why I do it. And this is what I, I really think is going to help a lot of you. So one of the things, I, and I made it a point to do this for the last several years, and I credit it as like the number one reason why I'm not a, an exhausted empath anymore. Or a lot of empathic people, they just can't get their energy back. This one thing, this one style of training is what made the difference for me. And that's straight up like strength training. Training. And the way that's performed is like it's like heavy load, whether it's your body weight or weight, for very low repetition. So I'm not doing like sets of 10 or 20. It's mm -hmm. like sets of like three to five mm -hmm. usually with long rest periods and also low volume. I don't want to get too technical. Volume is like how many sets you do. So basically I'll go into the gym and I'll take about 45 minutes and spread it out over the course. And I'll do like three or four exercises, three sets a piece maybe three to five reps a piece with long rest periods. And what that does, besides besides giving me like a, a toned, dense sort of muscular look without being really puffy and like bulky, which mm -hmm. is just not my style. It's nothing wrong with that. I used to train that way and loved it. Um, it also, when you strength train, uh, it will strengthen and make your, your, strengthen your nervous system and make it more efficient. And the, the reason why so many empathic people get exhausted is, again, because their, their nervous system is on overdrive. It's mm -hmm. just being exhausted. But imagine if that same nervous system was more efficient, stronger, and you could, you could have, like, in a sense, more, more energy produced by it in, on a given day to the point where the strain on it suddenly, it's no longer uh, unbalanced, where I can, my nervous system can now handle the same strain. Not Things haven't changed. I'm still very empathic and sensitive and open, um, but my nervous system is so strong now that it just doesn't wear me out. Mm -hmm. I have plenty of energy, and it gives me a nice look. I feel, I feel really great. It releases endorphins. It's really good for you. You've trained that way for a yeah, lot, Yeah, right? I was just actually going to say, um, through each of my pregnancies, I trained very differently. Um, with Maya, I did um, strength training, but I did a lot of yoga. Um, with Lucas, I did a lot of um, like low-intensity cardio and not a lot of strength training. And with Sebastian, I did a lot of strength training and very little cardio. And um, with Maya, I had to have an emergency C-section, so I just chose to have C-sections with the other two. And even though I had already had three C-sections, um, with Seba like Sebastian was my third C-section, I recovered the fastest after that, and I I attribute it I uh, attribute being strong. I contribute it attribute. What? Yeah, you can attribute it to yeah. being strong. Yeah, yeah, to to doing the strength training because it's just so. Um, I was able to sit up the day I had my. C-section and the nurses came into the, to my room and looked at me and they walked out, they checked their notes and then they came back in and they said, did you have a C-section this morning? And I said, yeah. And they were like, but you're sitting up. And I said, should I not be? And they're like, no, no, that's good. But I was able to like do things with my body that most yeah, people couldn't fast. do because yeah, because of the, um, strength in all my other muscles. Yes. And another thing, key thing I want to highlight is I don't do what I just said all all the time. I do it two to three times a week. So mm -hmm. there's plenty of time for recovery. And uh, that's another really 
brilliant thing that occurs when you strength train is your body becomes accustomed to like a very focused and intense, but in the right amount type of a stimulus, mm-hmm. you know, the, the heavy weights, the, whoa, your body's like, what's happening? Your nervous system is like, what the heck? But then it learns, okay, I need to adapt to this stress. So now when you have stressors in your life, for one, they're going to pale in comparison to like, you know, being lifting heavy weights basically. Yeah. Um, and your body's going to be able to recover itself very, very quickly and efficiently and abnormally, just abnormally fast. Yeah. It's also really good for your like bones and your scalp and your joints and stuff. If you yeah. have proper form and you know, you listen to your body and if there's, you know, pain in joints, you want to make sure that your form is accurate, but, um, it's really good and it helps with aging, you know, the aging process, because those are the things that kind of deteriorate over time. And, um, you know, it's, uh, I have, I have a friend who's, um, uh, she always talks, she's, she's getting her PhD in holistic medicine. And she always talks about how she needs to get back into strength training with me again, because she, um, can feel the difference in her body. And she's, she's only 48, but she's like planning for the future. She's like, strength training is so good for your body if you do it properly. Yes. And properly is, uh, getting enough rest. Yeah. Getting stronger incrementally and slowly, not taking big jumps and taking plenty of rest Mm -hmm. and listening to your body. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's one of the things I do. And that's that, again, I mentioned the purpose for doing that is just to have more energy and a stronger body and nervous system overall. Um, another thing I like to do are things that are like more free flowing. Things like, like you look at like weightlifting, it's a very like linear and sort of structured and blocky type of movement pattern. Mm-hmm. It's like very mechanical in a way, right? Yeah, because it has to be, especially when it you're It has to be, heavy. yeah, that's the point of it. Mm-hmm. But but I like to do things other than, like the opposite of that to keep me like loose mm-hmm. and to clear my energy. For example, I like kickboxing and, mm-hmm. and Muay Thai and mixed martial arts and also yoga. <coughs> Those yeah. movements require more of a, like a freedom and grace and athleticism and and can also it's uh it's extremely powerful for clearing energy and that's another reason a lot of empathic people are so tired they're not successfully that they're storing everyone's energy but they're not clearing it Mm -hmm. like the the degree in which you absorb energy is the degree in which you need to to clear it Mm -hmm. and for an empathic person it, it might require doing more than the average person. Most people don't even have that problem to begin with. Right. You know, but an empathic person, then you might need to sage yourself every day and go to yeah. the gym, you know, and whatever it is, Take you know. salt showers, yeah. And I think that's also why a lot of um, empathic people gravitate towards yoga because it does make you feel so good after and it does clear your energy and stuff mm. when you, you know, do that free-flowing sort of working out. Yes, and that's one of the things I do quite a bit before each workout and also on their own like just like a kun i do like a certain kundalini yoga set and uh like i do a little like five ten minute routine that really it just clears my energy mm-hmm. and it makes me uh feel like free inside and, and clear-minded where i'm just like really tapped into my authentic self and it doesn't really take very long um so that's another type of thing you might want to look into as an empath is you know, you know, some kind of free flowing, whether it's a dance or yoga or yeah, martial arts or tai chi or belly dancing, you know, yeah. whatever resonates. I mean, there's like pole fit, if that's your thing, you know, like there's all kinds of different things that you can tap into that are freeing for your body and, um, empowering, you know? Yes. It also makes you very aware and skilled in a sense at manipulating your own, like what Bruce Lee calls your chi energy. Mm-hmm. Like when you like are doing boxing and martial arts and stuff and yoga, like you really have to be mindful. You like, 
you are able to become aware in a sense of the subtle energy flowing through your body. Mm -hmm. And then you learn how to, for one, use it for the purpose of, you know, concentrating a lot of force for me when I punch and kick. Um, but also just in life, it gives you like this, this aura of confidence and like mastery over your body. Mm -hmm. um, so it's very, it's a very beautiful supplement to the strength training, but you really have to balance it uh, correctly. And that was one of my problems. I was doing too much of both mm -hmm. and, and burning out. It's got to be the right amount where you're not feeling like you should feel good after yeah. and, and not tired. Yeah. One thing that's been calling to me is Qigong is something that I've been... Um really excited to start really? doing yeah you mentioned that uh, i don't even know what that is i've heard of it i don't it. even know what it is either oh but really <laughs> yeah i really don't i have no idea it's like i think it's similar to tai chi it, but i have no idea i really could be totally well, I thought wrong it involved like a chanting or something i but don't know. i really have no I, clue yeah i don't know but i do know that um there's a qigong place down the street and i passed it a bunch of times and every time i pass it i see it I noticed yeah, that'd be it, good for you. you know? I can just I feel so that I, as well. I, I sense just that. I know. And then some someone at um, Rhythmia was like, "Oh, do you know you should do qigong?" Because he did, does it, you mm -hmm. know. And I was like, "Oh my god!" So now I know I have to start doing that. So, but um, yeah, there's so many different um, things: tai chi, qigong, uh, Pilates, yoga that can get you into that uh, free flowing sort of state. I really actually enjoyed doing. Um, Muay Thai boxing when we lived in Florida I did that and um, yeah. it was it, that was like I did that and I did yoga and I ran and that was like how I did my workouts because that was what felt really good in my body and I didn't really strength train at all yeah you know very little yeah cool so we're gonna go ahead now and move on to diet but I will say I know it, it's impossible for us to really deliver the specifics you know if you don't know what this stuff is. again i was a personal trainer and patty's lived with a trainer for the mm. last 15 years um but what i will let you know is that i have a new program coming out very shortly called the ascension body it's basically it's like a step-by-step -step way of implementing the things i just shared for mm. people who you could take it and you don't even know how to work out at all and there's there's like instructional videos and a complete like map from A to Z, like how to like train in this way for empathic people to get you strong, lean, and also have plenty of energy and feel good and yeah. cleared out. So all the things I said, again, I, I, I there's, a, there's an opportunity if you're interested where I can teach you all this stuff where you can do it as well, even if you don't know anything. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's always really helpful to... Um, like have something like your program, you know, like a program, any program yeah. going to a class and having an instructor, you know, because they're the ones that can guide you and tell you exactly the way your body should be feeling in that, you know. Yeah, and progress you uh, uh, properly. Yes. Like even me, I'm a, I, I can write my own workouts. And I, I, used to, I wrote a thousand probably for people, maybe several hundred for all my clients over the years. Um, but I still oftentimes will follow other people's programs just because it's like, it's just a, it's just helpful. It just makes it, it makes it, it, makes a no it brainer. easy too. Yeah. Because then you don't have to think about it. Yeah. But anyway, let's talk about our diet. So, uh, that's certainly another thing I would say we have seasons with, like, uh -huh. for example, like over the holidays, you know, both Patty and I are 50% are Italian and we <laughs> love 
We love heavy Italian mm-hmm. food. Yeah. And we ate a lot of it in this, this whole month. Mm-hmm. And I ate very heavy, a lot of unhealthy food. I was eating dessert like all the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> like almost every day at one point because we had leftovers. Yeah, leftovers. Um, and- but it, it felt okay. It didn't feel like I'm really going against my path. I'm really messing up my vibration. It was more like this is the season and this is just what I genuinely like to do. And it, it never really got to become a problem. Yeah. You know, it was, it was for the most part enjoyable, except towards the end. It became kind of repetitive and unsatisfying. But at that point, the season changed, and here I am. I'm eating, like, super clean now and, and getting really lean and, and strong. So <laughs> Yeah. It's always, um, it's, it's nice to have these t- the times, because we typically regularly eat healthy. Very healthy. You know? Yeah. So whenever we have times where, you know, indulgences are coming our way like Christmas, Thanksgiving or New Year's, whatever. We always do like to embrace that, that time because it doesn't happen very often for us. And, um, they're always very short lived. They don't linger on because after about a week or two, even of eating heavy food and desserts and things like that, it's, it starts to feel heavy in our body and we just don't feel good. So then we, it's easy to kind of switch where like the the negative repercussions outweigh the benefits, mm-hmm. you know, when you, when you overdo it with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the past, I would say like we're actually good about that now. And for for a long time, especially me, I was unable to in, let myself cut loose. Yeah, it reminds me of we had this. Uh, we had uh, f- my my friend Aaron Dowdy. He has an assistant named Austin, and him and my other assistant they didn't have anywhere to go on Christmas, so we had him over to our house for Christmas. And Austin is like how I used to be, very clean eating, very mm-hmm. almost rigid, thinks he's got to like adhere to this perfect structure, otherwise he can't complete his work and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and we off, we all busted out some wine and we offered everybody some wine and Austin, he had a glass and I was very surprised knowing how he is. Yeah. And I said, oh, you, you like wine, Austin? I didn't see it coming. He said, well, I'm doing it as a symbol. So as a way of sort of like, as a symbol of me letting myself let loose is what mm-hmm. he said. Yeah. So I was like, good, good for you, bro. Yeah, because the time called for it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But so, but, but again, you know, in the past I would, I would resist what I would say the natural coming of the season or even if it's just a, a random opportunity to, to indulge and go out to eat with, with friends or to go to like mm-hmm. a birthday party and have some cake or something. I would feel, I would either, I would either like not have any but it was a complete like mental thing out of total like resistance to what was like the natural flow Mm -hmm. and then i would feel like uptight and miserable and sort of pissed off you know yeah or and that would lead to binging because i was resisting and eventually you can only resist so long Mm -hmm. and then i would binge out and i'd say and i'd say to myself see this is why i avoid this food this food is this food's bad for you it sucks it's low vibe never doing it again Mm -hmm. and i would go back and forth back and forth strained and stressed and in a dysfunctional state the entire time Mm -hmm. now it's more like it's finally we've evolved evolved enough to where it's like when it's christmas time i I i'm like yeah heck yeah bust out that you know that lasagna or whatever i'm gonna Mm -hmm. go into it and yeah, I'll take a couple of gra- glass of red wine because, uh, and when I allow that, and that for one, I can enjoy it. It's, mm-hmm. it's apparently, at least for me at this point in my life, it's a natural, organic excitement. 
mm-hmm. that makes no sense to to withstrain from. And then when I allow things to kind of take their natural course, the season will naturally come to an end. And I'll naturally, not out of guilt, but rather out of inspiration and motivation, say, you know what? I'm excited to get back to the gym. I'm excited to eat healthy. And then it'll be like that for a while. Yeah. And then summer will come along. We'll start partying. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just... Um this is kind of like a little side note. Um, when I was in high school, I took Japanese. And um, my teacher used to talk about how like the Japanese don't very often eat sweets, typically. Um, and their sweets that they have are not very sweet. Uh-huh. And um, she um, had said that when they eat their sweets, they're like... Mmm, yum, like, yes, this is so good. Because they believe that when you're um, eating that with uh, happy intentions, it doesn't affect your body in a negative way. So, but if you're eating it out of guilt and fear and shame, and I shouldn't be eating this, but I am, then your body is going to like store that as fat. Yeah. You know, and I believe that too. Ayurveda says similar things. Your body doesn't um, digest food properly if you're eating when you're watching the news or you're eating when you're in a bad mood or you're eating bad food and you're feeling guilty about it. So it's, it's, um, it's not what you eat, it's what your body absorbs. Yeah, that's, that's a concept that resonates with me. I agree. Mm -hmm. And that's why you see people like, 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 uh, like Thich Nhat Hanh. I don't know if you guys know who he is, but he's an extremely, um, he's an enlightened he's a person. He's Buddhist an enlightened monk, yeah, monk. Buddhist monk, but he's actually, he, he, he's one of like the rare enlightened people on the mm-hmm. planet right now. And he's got, a, he's a really amazing spirit mm-hmm. and he loves tequila, not tequila, no, whiskey. And whiskey. Yeah. He loves whiskey. He drink, he's not like a freaking alcoholic, but he's able to drink it with mindfulness and recognize that, you know, this is part of my excitement and I'm going to, I'll, I can do it mm-hmm. with mindfulness. Now it's a slippery slope for a lot of people. You'd have to be really honest with yourself. Yeah. Some people could take your advice and run with it and mistake their cravings for an authentic passion. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference and there's very different consequences. And you have to be brutally honest with yourself, in my opinion, for like the philosophy we're sort of presenting to 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 actually be helpful. Yeah. Because for people who are unable to discern those two different qualities. For them, following something kind of rigid and healthy is probably the best way to go about it temporarily mm-hmm. until they have that discernment, I would say. Yeah. You know, but most people, I think, do have that discernment, especially yeah. people listening to this. Yeah. Um, so so generally, my, my thing with diet, I wrote down, I do my best, again, with, with honoring the seasons in mind, to eat the foods that make me feel the best mm-hmm. as much as possible. For me, that's more of like a grain-free, dairy-free um, type of diet with lots of vegetables, lots of like potatoes, lean, lean, healthy, like meats and, and fish and plenty of healthy oils like, uh, like olive oil, coconut oil, MCT oil, um, avocados, that kind of thing. So that's kind of like when I eat like that, that's when I feel very clear. I have very, I have no inflammation. I feel, I have like plenty of energy and I feel like, I, in fact, I have a lot of energy that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of like the, I would say the essence of what I eat. How about you? Yeah. I or eat- at least like when I'm at my peak, when I'm eating like really, you know, or in a way that's like my body prefers, you could say. Yeah. I, um, I usually feel really good when I eat, um, grain and starch free, like no corn or potatoes and no grains of any kind. 
Um, I usually do okay with dairy, though I don't eat it a whole lot. Um, but I, I really feel the best when I eat lots of salads and lots of lean protein. Um, and every once in a while, my body craves red meat. And when I do, it's usually will have gone, will go out to eat and that's yeah. when I'll get it. Same I here. I don't typically like eat red meat at home. Um, but, um, yeah. And everyone's I, really, really different. Yeah. And I always, I, it's, it's, it's always different because, um, when we do our retreats in Sedona, for whatever reason, all I want to eat is trail mix. And I think part of it is because the vibration is so high and um, I'm constantly like moving and going and, and um, uh, you know, healing people, helping people, do, serving rapé and do, cooking and cleaning and doing all kinds of stuff. And um, it's my body's way of saying like, you need to ground your energy. And so with the, the nuts... They're um, fattier and heavier, sort of. So I think that's why my body sort of craves those things during that time. And I always try to listen and honor my body. Um, yesterday, I um, ate really clean. I had like a little salad and... Um, well, it's not really a salad. It was, it was cauliflower and um, tomatoes and avocado and basil and chicken. And... Um, at night, I felt like, man, I'm I'm hungry. I need I need something. So I ate a bunch of cashews, <laughs> because that's like what my body was saying. Like, I want this. I need this. So I was like, okay, let's let's eat the cashews. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So for me, I try to really just listen in and um and ask my body, Go like, what flow. does it want? Yeah. But um, generally speaking, I feel good without any grains or starch. Yeah. And what was I going to say? Um, and what, what I've learned as being a personal trainer is that everyone is extremely different. Mm -hmm. Like like both you and I share, uh, I would say, you know, physical, you know, where, where this, these diets we describe are similar. Where what we're eating for other people might make them feel horrible. Like mm -hmm. a lot of people I know, if they have red meat, they feel foggy, they feel heavy, they feel horrible. And their mm -hmm. body's like, no, don't do it. Mm -hmm. But for me and you, if I have like a, when it, the time is when appropriate and I have like some uh, bread, like a steak with some vegetables, I feel great. I have a lot of energy, a lot mm -hmm. of clarity. Um, but again, it could have the opposite effect on other people. So you don't want to listen to what we're eating. Yeah. And that's why I made that part of the podcast very brief. It's, it's the, the concepts we're sharing are what are important. Like, yeah. for example, our, my friend Aaron, he's someone that is also very dialed in with his diet, but his version of being dialed in is very different than ours. Mm -hmm. He doesn't eat meat. He eats a lot, like a lot of ton of <laughs> crazy amount of fish. Yeah. Um, and eats a lot of vegetables, lots of salads, and he eats the right amount of calories every day. Mm -hmm. And he is like an A blood type, or mm -hmm. me and Patty are O blood types. A blood types tend to be where like a vegetarian diet would be yeah. much better for, for, for A. So he eats a lot of like vegetables and fruit, not really fruit. Um, but anyway, his, his, yeah. his, the way his, let's use him as an example. Yeah. Cause if he was to eat how we eat, even though what we eat is clean, definitely clean for the, definitely for the West compared to the Western diet, but it would not be good for him no. and vice versa. I've tried to eat the way Aaron used to, <laughs> Aaron eats because I thought, you know, I felt guilty, all this like, all this like dogma and these, this, like, I felt like a, a guilty spiritual person for the longest time Yeah. when my body was like, listen, man, you need to eat some meat. You need, you need this in your diet. 
I resisted for a long time. And when I ate like Aaron, even though that's good for him and a lot of people, I felt exhausted. That's when I was like 30 pounds underweight. My health was horrible. You couldn't hold a pregnancy. Yeah. It just was not. It just, and we did it correctly too. We were eating enough protein. Mm -hmm. We had tons of supplements. Yeah. It was very, very well, uh, well executed sort of plan, but it simply didn't hold up long term. I was losing my hair. Yeah. My skin, my, like my fingernails were unhealthy. It was like my body was like, dude, what the hell are you doing to it? Yeah. And one of the reasons why, um, O blood types, um, really they thrive on like things like red meat and chicken because our, uh, and we can, um, our digestive tract is more acidic than an A blood type. Exactly. So our bodies can actually digest and process the red meat, whereas like an A blood type, they just can't. That's why like you'll hear about people where they'll have like like stuff stuck in their intestines, but it's because they're eating the wrong foods for their body type, you know? Yeah. So it's really important to listen to when you eat something, when I eat this, how do I feel? Not right away. Sometimes it's right away, but usually about 30 minutes after you're eating. Once your body has time to sort of digest the food a little bit it, yeah. and process it, then you'll know like, okay, that made me feel kind of foggy. That made me feel really heavy. And, and then you'll know, okay, this is what works for me. If you don't know your blood type, that's fine. You know, you don't have to know your blood type to be able to listen to what your body's telling you. Yes. How, how clear headed am I? How much physical energy do I have? And do I seem to have inflammation? Those are like three main questions you mm -hmm. want to ask yourself. Um, but again, what we're referencing without explaining is something known as like the blood type diet. This is like a philosophy that I'm not imposing on any of you, but it's just a book I read a long time ago. Like when I just became a trainer, I read this book. Um, and, and, and regardless if you subscribe to the philosophy or not, it just for me, I found that the, there's a big correlation between the foods that were suggested for the O blood type. Those tend to make me feel amazing. Yeah. And then the other, the ones that it says don't eat if you're O blood type, those tend to make me feel horrible. Mm -hmm. And that was my experience prior. It wasn't like a, you know, a, what do you call it? Where you're like a self-fulfilling prophecy. That was just like how it's always been for me. Mm -hmm. But again, I'm not, I'm not saying you got to read the, <laughs> that book. Right. It just, and like, it just helped us sort of have a, have a nice little checklist of what's good for us and what's not. It just, it seems to line up for us anyway. Yeah. And dairy is generally not good for O blood types, but I feel fine when i eat yeah dairy. so there's you can break the rules exactly. you know, and me i don't i feel very depends, yeah. i get very like sinusy yeah and it's a shame because i'm italian i love i Jeez. love pizza and lasagna and all that kind of stuff but <laughs> it is what it is we'll do that during a certain season yeah <laughs> so briefly before you got to go pick up sebastian let's tell them about the supplements we take which are quite a quite a bit <laughs> okay well i'll go first all right um <clears throat> in case i have to jet out um so uh, recently, I told you my friend is getting her PhD in holistic medicine, and she had um, uh, me help her with her thesis, which is basically her hypothesis is that your blood is always connected to your body even when it's gone out of your body. So what I did was I went and I got my blood tested, and then I went and sat in this light machine and they monitored my blood. Without getting into all her thesis... Um, one of the things that I saw in my blood was there was a lot of free radicals. The woman looked at my blood for like not even a minute. And she's like, Oh, you have digestive issues. Don't you? She's like, Oh, I can tell, which I do. And so she's like, okay. She like gave me a couple of recommendations. So based on that and having, um, a blood analysis person look at my blood and tell me like what is good for me and what I should be taking. I started taking, um, colloidal silver 
because colloidal silver basically makes it so your body can't, so nothing, like no bacteria, no fungus, it creates an environment where that stuff can't grow and it kills the, all that stuff that's in your body. So I started taking that. I started taking antioxidants. Um, one of them, I can't think of the name of what it's called, but it's, um, basically what makes olive oil so good for you when it's raw. That's the antioxidant that I have. And then I also have another one. Um, and then I also take a probiotic for digestion. Um, sometimes I take a multivitamin. Sometimes I take, um, biotin, which biotin is a B vitamin that helps your hair, skin, and nails. It helps your hair grow. It helps your nails get, um, stay strong. And, um, it's, it's a really good thing if you're trying to grow your hair. Mm. Um, and so, um, that's what I take currently right now. Um, we've taken all kinds of different stuff though. Yeah. yeah. Big time. Yeah. I'll go through what I take and I'll run through it cause I take a lot more than you and I won't, I don't think it's, it might be like boring to, to explain all of them. So I, I take a lot of superfoods that I put in my smoothies. So one of the things I do is uh, I like the different mushrooms. So I have, uh, what is it, chaga Lion, mushroom yeah, chaga and, lion's and lion's mane. I throw those in my smoothie. I'll put in chia seed. Chia seeds are really good for cleaning out your colon, I believe. Yes. And like really yes. helping you if you're like backed up. Chia yes. seeds will really help with that. So what chia seeds and aloe vera gel will do the same thing. If you take aloe or chia seeds, they like nice. get the stuff out from the insides of your intestines. Like where the little hairs are or whatever that store all the stuff in your intestines. Gotcha. And I also take MCT oil, which is a really good type of oil, especially for those following the keto diet. So really, it's like a, so a medium chain triglyceride. I won't get into the details. It's derived from coconut oil, though. It's a really healthy oil um, that kind of gives you energy. They call it brain fuel. I usually put coconut oil in my smoothies as well. Um... I've been lately, I've been, or as of recently, I ran out recently, I was putting in this golden milk stuff with like turmeric. I put a ton yeah, of stuff in my, super, in my smoothies. Um, but then as far as vitamin stuff, I take a multivitamin, a B vitamin. Um, I should take a D vitamin now that I'm not out in the sun as much. Mm. Um, I take your, I take the probiotic that you take, that COQ. COQ10, yeah, which is also good for your skin. Um, but it's I take an antioxidant, a, yeah. As often as I remember or choose to, I take a green supplement, which is basically just a, it's like a, you take a ton of vegetables and fruits and it's dehydrated into this little teeny bit of powder where you get all these different chemicals and phyto, phytonutrients they call it, um, and micronutrients in this little, little thing I, I just mix with water and slam down. Mm-hmm. Um, there's more. I can't really think of it, I guess. Uh, fish. I take fish oil pills. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's like a list. We've also, taken many have, other things over the years, like chlorella, spirulina. We've taken yeah. things to like E3 reduce lie. heavy metals. Mm-hmm. The ones I just shared a moment ago are good for that chlorella, spirulina. If you're trying to decalcify I, your pineal gland or, mm-hmm. or detox heavy metals, those are great for that. Bee it, pollen. E3 Live wheatgrass. does the same thing too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Any, I think it's like any sort of algae is, is good for that. Maybe. I don't thing. know if all algae, but, but the ones we shared Yeah, are those helpful. three for sure. Yeah. But, but anyway, so again, we, we just, I just felt like uh, I asked, actually asked a, a question on Instagram, like what would be some topics that you'd want to hear about? And someone said, hey, let's hear about your, your exercise and diet routine. So I, we thought of a way to kind of weave, to share about it in a way that would be helpful to you. 
And hopefully we've accomplished that. You can let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, we wish you well. Thank you very much. I'll let you all. I'll also let you know. I'll give you a heads up when that ru- that routine comes out, which kind of is a not a summary of all this, but more of a detailed how to apply it into your life sort of thing that I think will be really really helpful specifically for empathic people. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like that out there. There's not a workout routine for empaths, and and in my experience, they need to train and That's, eat a little bit differently. Yeah, than, very. And, and but they different. can thrive and, and feel great. I feel better than ever, and I'm way older than when I began. (laughs) So anyways, my friends, peace out until next time. Have an amazing week. Namaste. Namaste.